everybody. We're going to talk about how to be led by the Holy Spirit today and also in our next episode. It's going to be part one of, of two parts. And it's something that Greg and I have both struggled with a lot in our Christian walk. And I think that the things that we've learned are really going to help set you free in some areas. And you're going to walk away with a deeper understanding and excitement and encouragement about what God's already equipped you to do. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Well, everybody, hope everybody's doing well. I know Sharon and I, were doing really well, and we're very happy to be here with you right now in this moment. And uh, as Sharon said in our intro, you know, we're going to be spending some time talking about the Holy Spirit and how, as believers, that relationship with the Holy Spirit is very important. And uh, it's a gift from God, and uh, and so we're going to spend uh, this episode and the next episode kind of really delving into what it means to be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, no, I think uh, every believer uh, has a deep desire to to know that they're hearing their Father. You know, um, in Romans eight fifteen, uh, it says. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So the Bible's telling us that we're all recreated with this brand new spirit that wants to hear from our Father. And and we see that every day in our lives as a Christian. Well, what, what should I do about this? What Bible should I read? You know, we start to stress out about things when we think we don't hear God or we don't know what he wants us to do. Yeah, so many questions. You know, I, I remember being young and in the Lord and really questioning, like, how do I listen? How do I hear God? You know, is this God? Is that yeah, God? Is that God? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and there being a lot of anxiety that went oh, along yeah. with that, you know, and plus, you know, that I, I in our in our story, you know, I got born again and then Sharon and I met a few weeks later and then we were married to a year later and so and we were pretty young. Uh <clears throat> and so there was a lot of pressure on me to, you know, provide and, and take care of us and, you know, that kind of thing. And so there was a lot of, a lot of stress that went along with it. And so there was a lot of times where I was really driven to my knees to pray right. and learning how to hear God and what he was saying was a real challenge. And, right. and, and it took, what well, it took me uh, several years of really studying and to try to learn what does the Bible say? about being led by the spirit of God. Because and, God does care yeah. that you hear him and that you know that you hear him. Yeah. So we're, we're going to touch on some of these principles that we know will really help you if you struggle with this. Yeah. I mean, there's no need for it. Um, I'm, I'm, we're just specifically for people that, you know, maybe are new in their faith or just have, don't have that confidence that yes, I know exactly when yeah. I, that I hear from God every time I pray and if you've ever gotten up from your prayer time and just thought, wow, that was a waste of time. Yeah. You know, this is for you. Yeah. Because, and, and we've all been there and, and we've all struggled through that, you know, so we really want to help, help you with that. Today. All right. Well, so let's, so let's get into it. Well, we, like I said in, in Romans eight fifteen that we've been given that spirit uh, that wants to hear God, you know, and so it's natural and normal for us to desire his voice. And that's part of, of how he's created us in Christ. So um, I'm reminded of, uh, of, a, of a moment whenever I was young, you know, after we recently got married and I was in my kitchen and I, and I used to, <laughs> every day I would just 
grind on, hey, how do I hear you, God? I, I'm not hearing God. And we talk about it. How do, has God taught to you? Has God taught to you? You know, I'm, I'm reading the Bible, but I'm not, I don't know what it all means or anything. And, and I just remember I was doing the dishes and doing something in the kitchen. And I just had this moment of clarity. The Holy Spirit showed me that I actually was hearing him speak to me all day long as I'm going through my days. But I, w- I just wasn't recognizing that that's what it was. You know, and, and just the idea of that brought me so much comfort that, that you remember Jesus said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He gave us the Holy Spirit. So the instant that you're saved, that Holy Spirit comes into your heart and lives in your heart and in your spirit from that moment on forever. Yeah. And so, and he's always there speaking to you. And then he showed me some of the things that we're going to share with you, um, that these distractions that or these this busyness that sometimes we engage in can can make it hard to hear yeah. you know it, a lot of it creates a lot of noise yeah it does it can create some noise some static mm-hmm. uh, if you would remember the old older older ones among us can remember those tv stations remember radio yeah radio too <laughs> but you remember when you had radio been, what's that <laughs> no they still is a radio today <laughs> no, it's all digital though so it's all perfectly clear but um if you have one of those old time TV set, sets back when that oh, yeah. you had UHF the rabbit ears and, and yes, putting yes. tin foil on yes, those. you yeah. had to fine tune that channel exactly yeah. right to, to, to be able in. to see it. Otherwise, yeah. it just looked like ghosts or Fuzzy. something. It was yeah. the whole time, mm-hmm. and 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 that's kind of what it can be like when we're not quite dialed in to hearing the Holy Spirit. And so, um, there are a few things in God's Word that can help us. Yes. You know. And, and it, that's exactly how he likes that. I think that's an overall kind of like a whole point of why God sent the Holy Spirit was to help us. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he understands, you know, yeah. the, the, in Psalms, it says he's mindful that we're just dust. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here to help you. Yes. <laughs> you need my help. Let me help you. <laughs> it's kind of like when our kids get into stuff, here, let me help you. <laughs> so um, I don't want anyone to feel discouraged, first of all, when when um you you're having a hard time hearing from the holy spirit or if you don't recognize that you hear right right exactly you know that that's because you might be you might be hearing i guarantee you if you're a believer you are here you are hearing him it's just you don't know which whose voice is whose yeah yeah Yeah. and that just comes through practice and through like your children right you know you after a while you know your children's voice so Mm -hmm. if if they just make any kind of a noise you know what kid it is yeah and if you've ever been to the store and you've heard mom yeah and you're like, oh, that's not my mom. Yeah, that's not my kid. <laughs> Hope they find him. I know. You, you may try to help out. <laughs> but, God, but, you know, and, and so it does take a little bit of doing, but after a while, you'll really start yeah, to know yeah, the voice of the Lord. Yeah. So um, there are a few things we talked about discouragement that can that can, can kind of deflate you from even trying to listen. And that's, of course, by design. Yep. The devil doesn't it, want you to hear. No, he does not want you to listen. You know. And then the noisiness of life can muffle and crowd out his voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of when Jesus was talking about in the parable of the sower, that the some the seed fell amongst the the thorns and thistles mm-hmm. and rocks, mm-hmm. and and he said that that it was the cares the the cares of life would steal the mm-hmm. the word from people's and hearts, crowd it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that is definitely a ploy that the enemy uses. Yeah. So so those worries of the world and it can distract us from hearing God's voice and. But also just the distractions of television or... Yeah, just stuff. Yeah, stuff. People. 
you know, people talking at you mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. You remember that the story about Elijah mm-hmm. when he was in the cave and he was really at a desperate point and was, was wanting to hear the Lord. And there was a big... He had, a, he had to go underground <laughs> <laughs> to, to escape it all. <laughs> but remember there was an earthquake <laughs> yeah. and there was a... A firestorm fire, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and and it said and, and hurricane, the, yeah, hurricane or yeah. you know whatever, big storm, yeah, right. it was a, mm. a big noise, and it said and, that God wasn't in all yeah. those, mm. and then then he heard the still quiet yeah. voice after all the noise was gone, yeah. yeah, but he but you know what he stayed there long enough. I think to there's hear. a lesson in there for us to you know that that's something that that whenever I've really kind of gotten in over my head in life, the first thing I always did was get quiet. You yeah. know, because yeah. that's that's just the way that's the best way, you know, yeah. and, you know, Sharon, and I do that a lot. Even uh, even preparing for this podcast, we we take lots of preparations to make sure that we're not distracted, you know, and because uh, it, it, there's been plenty of times where we have sat down in front of these microphones and the phone will start to ring or somebody will ring the doorbell or a, a kid will start calling out after us or the dog will do something or whatever. And after a while, we've learned, OK, we need to facilitate this because the enemy will come and try to distract us uh from doing what god wants yeah yeah that's true and i I remember how many times when my kids were younger in the evenings after they would be put in bed i would take off in the car and just drive for like an hour or two and just pray yeah just to give myself that moment of clarity yeah put on some praise music and just (sighs) yeah in the presence of god because i was desperate and I and I knew that I needed to hear from him to get through the tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did today, but yeah. I don't have anything left. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to have some help for tomorrow. So well, the first principle that we want to encourage you with is that if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit and you can hear him so right be, now. That'd be good for somebody to probably say out loud. Maybe they've never given themselves permission to say, I do have the Holy Spirit and I can hear him. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great exercise for people. Yeah, so let's say that right now. I, I do have the Holy Spirit. I do have the Holy Spirit. And I can hear him. And I can hear him. All right, all together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and say that as many times as you need yeah. to, to, to get that down into your believer. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, because really you is. need to believe that. And, and we're not just making something up. No. Um, John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Yeah. I know there's another in the gospels that, that Jesus said that, that my sheep hear me and hear know my voice and they follow me and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Yeah, that's the next verse. Yeah. 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 So he's promising you. He's already promised you that this is the truth for you, which is not based on feeling. And and so you can't be distracted by how you feel. You know, and and it's normal for us to want those feelings whenever you become a, a Christian. Um, there is a feeling that comes along with that. You all of a sudden have a rush of peace and joy because your sins are forgiven. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're not carrying around that weight. Yeah. So the temptation is to want to, to have that feeling as a validation that those things are true all the time. Yeah. But the, sometimes the feelings are there and sometimes you walk by faith. Yeah. And and the feelings don't always um, go along with that. Sometimes you feel like you're cut off. You know, like David says, "Lord, don't take your presence from me." Yeah, he, in the Psalms, he yeah, he, 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 he was that many when times. he was yeah you know, when he was going through a hard time. Yeah, like please God, please don't, God, don't leave me don't, here. Don't cut me off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Jesus has promised that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Well, and and especially since God, all right, said so the Holy Spirit was delivered to us because Jesus fulfilled. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so it's never going to, God's never going to take it away. Right. Because there's no reason to take it away. Well, he has, he doesn't want to. Yeah. And because our sin problem's been taken care yeah. of, he doesn't yeah. have to. That's right. That's right. You know, so he, he's like, no, I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, you received the Holy Spirit the moment you were born again, which means you confess that Jesus was your, is your Lord and you believe that God raised him from the dead. After he paid for your sins, so that's that's the only prerequisite for being a yeah. born again believer. Yeah, and, so, and to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you say so, right now, if you've never made this decision, I just take thirty seconds and say, if you've never made this decision for yourself, then just follow along with me and just say, uh, I confess that Jesus is my Lord, and I believe God raised him from the dead, and I believe that He paid for all of my sins and. And Lord, I just thank you that that counts for me too. And I received that fullness of what Jesus did on the cross for myself. Yeah. That amen. it paid for me. Amen. And right now you're saved. Amen. Right now. That's all it took. You're gloriously saved yep. and radically changed for the rest of you your life. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah. It's just about receiving what yep. what God did through Christ. And if you and if you did pray that, reach out to us. We would love to, uh, to, to know, you know, yeah. and, and encourage you. Absolutely. So an- another scripture, um, back to the... It's the previously scheduled program. In <laughs> uh, John 16, 13, and 14, it said, uh, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. If you remember his last moments with his disciples before he went to the cross, during the Last Supper, he had, there's like two or three chapters in the book of John dedicated to that speech. So he was giving them, you know, these last deep instructions. And one of the main things he covered was the work of the Holy Spirit here on the earth because he knew he was about to leave. All these disciples were about to be alone or so it seemed in this world and, and, and orphaned in a sense. And he was like, here's what, here's what I got to tell you. Um, I'm sending you the Holy spirit. So you're not going to be alone. And then he said in verse 13 and 14 of, uh, John 16, he says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me and he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. See, and he, and he goes on to explain to them, look, I have to go, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. Yeah, because that, that wouldn't be okay. No, he, he, loved, he loves us. Remember, and, Jesus came to, to save that which was lost. And so what was lost is, is God and, and Adam and Eve were separated. Mm-hmm. And now so Jesus has repaired all that, enabled yes. us to come back to the Father. Yeah, that, that same relationship that Jesus has mm-hmm. had with the Father on the earth, he was giving that to us. Yep. And part of that included the Holy Spirit yes. and his work in us. So he's and and, and he's he describes in, in uh John sixteen what that is. He says, Whatever the Holy Spirit hears, he'll tell you. You know, what's what's going to come up, he's going to show it to you. He's going to reveal it to you. He's going to take everything that that's mine and will and will tell it to you. And he goes on to say, you know, the words that I've spoken to you, he'll remind you, which is how we have an amazing um, four books of the Bible dedicated to the life of Christ on the earth. And they have so much agreement. It's, uh, I mean, it's miraculous. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit was reminding and telling these authors, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what exactly to write. Because he was bringing to their remembrance. Yeah. You know, if you've ever had a, if you've ever had an argument with your spouse, which I mean, we'll call it a discussion. Never happens. Oh, but what happens in the past? Hardly. You know, ever. Hey, remember that time that we went to so and so and we said the blah. <laughs> you know, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> if you ever had that conversation, you you know that most people don't remember the same things. Yeah. 
But the Holy Spirit actually quickened to these disciples exactly what happened yeah. and what words were said. And it's like word for word. It's a, it's it's an amazing. So just to put this last section to end. So you do have the Holy Spirit and you do hear his voice. Yeah. And it's so important that you give that a chance to really marinate in your mind. And then we will, we'll, I want you to really think about that just for a second. And then, and then kind of make peace with that. Because if you've never really given yourself that the permission to believe that, now is the moment. Now is the moment for you to really go, yes, I, 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 I have the Holy Spirit and I hear His voice. for me to that, that thought that I have the Holy Spirit and I do hear his voice it produces a lot of thanksgiving in my heart you know and so you know as, as you meditate on that today which I, you're going to do for the rest of the day I know you are because you're all very good students you're going to be thankful to God and, and use that as an opportunity to praise him and thank him so how does how does the Holy Spirit lead us because I think that's kind of one of the things we have to learn mm-hmm. as a new believer is that it's not like well, seen. so when I, I remember when I was very young and I was exploring this topic, you know, there's these ideas that maybe you have on your own or maybe you saw in a movie or sure. whatever, or maybe you've seen some documentary well, seen, somewhere. Well, you ever seen, Bruce Almighty? <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me a sign. Give me a sign, God. <laughs> And, um, but that's and, what the world yeah. and the media tells you that listening to God looks like. Yeah, so there there might be some of this these these narratives that that you have uh, have having you running around your head, and we're gonna we're gonna try to dispel some of those and fortify a few others. But I'd say the number one way that we've learned how to be led by the Holy Spirit is peace. Mm. And and you know so much so that we wrote a book on this called Powerful Peace, and uh, we we highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon. But the the thing about it is is that God's peace. Uh, the it's not just lack of trouble. It's not just that, you know, quietness or whatever, but it's this deep knowing and deep sense, you know, of, of God's presence and his provision. And and I'd say that's the number one thing. In Isaiah 55:12 it says for you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. So the Bible's telling us to be looking, be looking and prioritizing. Where do you sense peace, and that's what will lead you. And what's interesting about peace is it doesn't always mean that you're going to go someplace where there's not uh, issues or conflicts. There's a lot of times that God will lead us uh, into 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 situations that seem uh, risky. But you'll have this strange peace about it, and you'll be able to walk right through it, you know. And I'm reminded uh, in the scripture where after Jesus got baptized, he, he it says that he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I think it's uh, four, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 in Matthew. And and I just remember when the first time I read that, or I remember recently when I read it, I was just like, 
well, that seems odd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, he, he, he just gets baptized. God says, uh, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Hey, let's go into the desert. You know, and you're just like. <laughs> to meet the devil. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> go. To, in, the, in the boxing ring. We couldn't go to Chuck E. Cheese first. You know, we, could, do we have to go straight from the from the baptism right into the into the desert? Couldn't we just, you know, gang out for a little bit? But the the point being is he was led by the Spirit into a situation where he had to do it. Now, we're talking about Jesus' ministry. He needed to go into the desert. He had to do that. He had to overcome those temptations. Well, he had to defeat it the was devil. part of his purpose, right? Yeah. And so God leads us uh, by his peace and his spirit. And uh, and, and that's, that's the first thing we want to really kind of emphasize. Yeah, I think Colossians 3.25, um, especially the Amplified, kind of mirrors what you're saying there because it says, and let the peace... The soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, to which, as members of Christ's one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving thanks to God always. So he's saying that you should be constantly in that peaceful, calm, joyful, thankful state. It's that groove. You want to get into that, that peace groove, Mm -hmm. you know, that zone. Yeah. And, and, and once you're there, you'll do anything that you need to, to stay there. Yeah. You will, you'll let go. Well, you'll see so much of God's blessing and his provision and and you'll be able to rest. Right. It's a lot of rest that goes on. Yeah, it really is. Even if you're going through crazy stuff, because we've been through some crazy stuff with God's peace and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and honestly, when, when you're maintaining that peace, it does act as, um, a protection. It acts as an umpire telling you, you know, this and that, but it also protects you. You know, it says the peace of Christ guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, you know, so, and it actually does that, you know, as you're staying in peace, he, that calmness just keeps your, your heart in, in deep health and joy, Yeah. you know, and, and these, these situations around you don't have to rattle you no. anymore. No. Again, we, we wrote a book on that. Feel free to check it out. It really dives deep into that concept. And the things that the devil uses to trip us out of that yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah and, very much. And, uh. So uh, another thing here that is what we talked about that you're led forth by peace, but there's also something that we're not led by. And what is that? Our feelings. Ooh, our feelings. Yes. You know, now peace does, is a sort of a feeling kind of thing. It has feelings. Yeah. It produces feelings. Yeah. But um, feelings are focused on yourself. Yeah. Not on Jesus. So if you're feeling something, you're, you're thinking about what's wrong with my situation, yeah. what's wrong with my circumstances. It focuses your, it, it steals your focus from, from Jesus. So if you're focusing on Jesus, you're going to have that peace. Yeah. And even, even in the midst of all these situations, you're going to go, well, you know what? I'm looking to Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of my faith. He's going to lead me through this and I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. You know, whatever the circumstances are. Well, feelings feelings also are kind of a, a direct result of what we're believing, you know, and what we're letting our mind rest on. So a lot of times when Sharon and I are counseling people who are really struggling with negative feelings, maybe being afraid or mm-hmm. being angry, mm-hmm. we usually start backing up going, well, what are you believing? And they usually, what will really, it's very interesting when you talk to people, they'll start saying, well, I feel like, and then I'll, we'll usually, I'll stop them. I'll be like, let's stop. I want you to go back. And I want you to tell me what you're believing instead of what you're feeling. Because it, it, it usually starts to uncover what's really causing the feeling. If it's a negative feeling, anger or, or anxiety, 
it usually goes, well, I believe that blah, 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 blah. And, and then I go, and thus you're scared or thus you're angry. And then when we start going, is that really an issue? Sometimes people go, wow, I didn't really think about it that way. That's really not an issue because I know this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. And so that is a, a, a thing that I have found very, very useful to back up, especially if I'm dealing with strong feelings and acknowledge what I'm believing because sometimes it becomes directly opposite of what I know I should be believing. Yeah, and, and I think that also sheds a light on when you say that, I believe such and such, mm-hmm. your whole your spirit goes, yeah, no, I don't really believe that. And you, you I can't even say it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm feeling like I believe this, but I don't really oh, I know. believe that. Once, once, you get that <laughs> once you get that revelation, and if you've, if you've been diligent enough to start really learning more about what you should be concerned about in life, you go, that's silly. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm rejecting that right now. Right. And and especially if you know the word, because you're like, well, that doesn't, that's yeah. not, doesn't line up with what God says. And then me. those feelings usually evaporate. Yeah, they have to. They, they have usually to. do. Yeah. So feelings can also be a result of an enemy attack. You know, it could yeah. be lack of sleep, could be a bunch of circumstances coming at you. Uh, so that's not a good way to be yeah. led. Yeah. You know, um, and feelings can be a result of poor health choices, you yeah. know, or physical conditions. Like if you're dealing with sickness or disease. You know, some th- those produce feelings. Yep. You know, eating poorly will produce yeah. some feelings. A burrito from Taco Bell will generate a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, may not be a pleasant one. No. Maybe you know, it depends. It on will the give you a feeling. <laughs> you know, um, but all these things are transient and temporary. Yes. And um, and you have authority over them. Yeah, and and have yeah. to submit to what God says about you. Yep. You know, and they're not good. They're not a good reason to be led. Yeah. You know, we talk about people being hangry. You know, but, and that's a feeling and that's not a good way to be led. No, but, but if suddenly you realize I'm not being exactly the nicest version of myself and I need to eat, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, then you should do something about it. But that doesn't mean that you're being led by that, you know? Yeah. That doesn't mean that's, that's God's will. For no, you. that's not. The, the Holy Spirit wants me to do a Snicker bar. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that we wanted to say is that the, that when we talk about how to recognize being led by the Spirit of God is that it always agrees with the Bible. It mm-hmm. always agrees with the Word of God. Always. always. And that's because you can't separate the will of God from the Scriptures. And so that when, when the Lord is directing you, it's always going to be very similar. It'll, it'll kind of, a lot of times it'll even use Scripture to, to help lead you, to help you validate or verify that what you're hearing uh, is His will and is from the Holy Spirit. That's that's why it is so important for us to spend time in the Word every yeah, day. Yeah, so we recognize because, it. You know, um, like um, our kids go to a school that make them memorize Scripture every week, and I love that because that's giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. Yeah. Later on, when they're in a situation and they're being tempted, and they're like, "Well, what should I do?" That Scripture is going to come back in their mind that God, you're given, you're given the Holy Spirit ammunition. Yes. To to it's shoot. powerful. The Word of yeah. God is. It's not just the book. It's alive. It's the, a sword. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. <laughs> there you go. It is. I mean, it's very descriptive there. And, you know, I, I can I can say again, after decades of, of doing this, that the, the word is alive. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you're changed. Yeah. You really and, and are. It's, it, it separates the flesh mm-hmm. and, and the unrenewed mind from the yeah, truth. Yeah, it shines a bright light. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and that's why it is so important for us as believers 
when we are being led by the Holy Spirit to know the word. Because sometimes we'll think, oh, that I'm having this thought and it keeps coming up that I'm supposed to be this, this big superstar music musician or something. But if it, if it, if, if it, if the Holy Spirit is giving you that, then there, there'll be different fruit than if it's your own soul. Yeah. I remember for the longest time, you know, I, I wanted to be, I've been a musician since the late seventies and uh, studying music and that kind of thing. And forever I wanted a studio in my base. And, and so when we finally moved into the house that we're in right now, I eventually built a studio and it was, it was nice. And, and but it was interesting is every time I tried to go down there and really enjoy it, I just couldn't. And, and like, and I tried for years to really, you know, use it and enjoy it. And, and, and it was interesting as I had this deep desire to do it, but it wasn't what God wanted for me. And that's why it was never fruitful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's part of that. I had to learn how to listen to God to, to figure out, was that what he wanted to Yeah, me, and you to know? submit those desires to him because yeah. what what's neat is that God knows what desires in your heart are truly going to satisfy you yeah. and which ones are going to be empty. Yeah. And it wasn't that he didn't want that for me so much as that he, he had a different purpose for my life. And so he didn't want me to waste time or get hung or get stuck on it. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of a, kind of a, what, what, again, we're using that as an example of how it'd be led because it took me a while to, to really let go of my own thing and, right. and receive what he wanted for me and know it right. And to know it, that was the hard part to know that that's what he wanted. Once I knew it, I, it was easy. I packed everything up, sold it and, and, you know, tore the walls down and, and, yeah. and I was very happy about that. Right. But I think, I think it took you somehow, it took some time for you to be able to discern between, okay, is this God's will for me mm-hmm. or is this my will for me? Yeah. You know, because you were using it to pray, to play praise and worship. Yeah, I was. So it would sound on, it looks on the natural, like, well, of course that's God's will yeah, for you. But, but he, it, it wasn't, at God the time, was, yeah. God was in the weeds on it, you know, and he, yeah. he wanted, he wanted to help me decipher his will for me. And, and he, he helped me to absorb his will and, yeah. that, and that was helpful. And the word of God helps to determine when we're listening to the Holy Spirit and when when it's our own thoughts yes. or the thoughts of others that they plan into us, you know, that they say, Oh, you'd be so good at this. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you're really people mean well, they, they, do. they mean well, they but do. The, nobody knows the will of God for your life except you and the Holy spirit. Yeah. You know, and, and you've got to get it from him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and Hebrews 13, eight says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So God doesn't change. So his will revealed in his word won't change either. No. You know, so if what we think is the Holy Spirit says something contrary to what's in the Bible, you're, it's not God. And there's no shame in having to learn that. And I, I want you to walk away realizing that there's no condemnation when we miss it. Because no. every single one of us has missed it. Oh, we yeah. thought we heard from God. We just knew. And we staked everything in. And we fell flat on our face. But you know what? That's part of learning. You know, that's when your kid learns how to ride a bike, he doesn't just get up and, and then do the... The, was it the the Tour de France? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some skin knees and there's yep. some um, bumped heads and elbows and stuff that goes along with that. And that's the same thing with us. And we, we've got to give ourselves grace and give each other grace to miss it. Yeah. You know, and but the mature believer, if especially if you're sharing with someone else what you think is God's will or and you find out, you know, I was wrong. I repented that. Be, be mature enough to say to, to, to share that with the people around you that need to know 
you know, otherwise they're going to be confused, yeah. you know, and, and love them enough and be secure enough in your relationship with God. And it teaches them that it's okay to make a mistake too. I think that's one of the big lessons I think the church would really be benefited, would be benefited by yeah. is, is giving each other grace and forgiveness. Not killing our own. Yeah, not, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? All right. The next thing that, that the Holy Spirit uses to lead us is joy. Uh, Acts thirteen fifty two says, and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit, mm. and so that joy comes from the. I, I like to think of it as that that joy is just ever present because the need for our relationship with God to be repaired and restored and and, and in full effect has been taken care of, mm-hmm. and so that generates joy and happiness, you know. And I, I just think that God is very happy. That, that we are now in fellowship with him and that we can that we have the Holy Spirit, that we have the word and right there's so much going right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I think that joy comes from that yeah. place. And and like we were talking about earlier about what you're thinking about, when you start thinking about that yes, I I have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hear God. That'll produce joy in your yeah, heart. Absolutely. You know, that God has a purpose for me from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That that God God that I hear his voice and I know him and I follow after him. That produces joy in yeah, your heart. You know, as does. you're confessing these things over yourself that God said about you. So you are one hundred percent allowed to and should be speaking those things over yourself that's going to produce joy in your life so if you're if you're feeling bad or you're feeling condemned start confessing god's word find those promises about who you are in christ and confess them over yourself you know that i mean david talked about whenever he was discouraged and there was no one there to encourage him he encouraged himself in the lord yes and sometimes we all have to go through those seasons where we're just sitting by ourselves in the wilderness well as long as we're dependent upon others for our sense of 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 who we are and and, yeah yeah, and all that you're not you're really going to be where you need to be which is completely dependent upon the spirit of god so that nobody can separate you from that. Nobody can come along and convince you that it's not real or that yeah. that God's not real or well, he wants that he's security. not with you yeah. and you know all those all those insecurities and things that that we all deal with. You you have to overcome all of them. You can't skip it, you know. Yeah. And he just wants you to be mature, you know. He wants you to be to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might in your life. Yeah. Christians have hopeful joy when doing God's will that it isn't dependent on them on those circumstances. And yeah. so that you'll, that's why you'll see a lot of people who, who are going through stuff, but they're like, you know, what? I don't care because God is with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mother Teresa comes to mind, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, all those people, those great uh, pillars of faith that we've, that we've seen through the years and they, they just have such deep joy. Yeah. So then the next thing that we, that we are, that we use, uh, to know or to know that our next thing we have that helps us know that we're being led by the spirit of God is the inward witness. Can you, can you kind of help us understand what the inward witness is? I, I think it's just kind of religious speak mm-hmm. for that piece or that. I mean, I've, I've heard it also said, you just know it. And you yeah. That's knowing. not a term you hear a no. lot. <laughs> yes. Well, my inward <laughs> witness has told me no, but it's like knowing it in your knower that, that deepest part of you, your spirit, mm-hmm. you just know that, you know, that, you know, yeah. Kind of like your gut. Mm-hmm. But but even deeper, and, yeah, deeper than intuition. Yeah, deeper than intuition. It's just like you know, I I this is what the situation we're going through, and I should be upset about it, but I just know that I know that it's going to turn out okay. Yeah, 
You know, that's that deep abiding witness. It's a witness inside of you. It's a testimony that everything's going to be okay. So like when, when in, a, in like a court of law, they use the term witness to determine if someone who partook of information saw something, saw something who, 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 who was a part of a situation, they know what mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. and they can, they can testify. I think in that same, in that same vein, what, what we're basically saying is if you the, the inward witness means like your spirit man mm-hmm. uh, that is in good is in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it it hears from the Holy Spirit and it's always trying to push it out into the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions, uh, and and then ultimately into the body. And so the that's where that term witness is really very. It's just saying, hey, the Holy Spirit's told me something. Yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit shared something with me, and I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying to to bring for bring it forth. Yeah, and and you'll you'll find that as a Christian that sometimes you just know things. Yeah, and and you don't even know where you came up with that information. Yeah, uh, John fourteen sixteen through seventeen said uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples again here about the Holy Spirit. He says, "I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may be with you forever." That is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see Him or know Him, but you know Him because He abides with you and will be in you. Yeah. So that's his witness to your witness yeah. that's just kind of bubbling up from your heart. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit earlier about the distractions and the, the noisiness and the worries. And, and that's all in your head. That's in your flesh. And that's that makes it harder to hear that inward witness. Yeah. And, and when, when we tell you, again, the witness is your spirit, mm-hmm. you know, your eternal spirit in you. And then you're also talking about God's voice. So mm-hmm. like the inward voice of God, which, again, we're ultimately trying to hear. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Talk more about that, the, discerning the difference between, let's say, your spirit and the voice of the Lord. Well, I mean, there are times, um, I can't say that it happens all the time, but there are times in your life when you actually need a specific word, not just a nudge or a push. Mm-hmm. Um, in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, um, Isaiah says, your, God is telling Isaiah, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it, wherever you turn to the right or to the left. And, um, there, there have been times in my life, I, I can remember one time and it's, it sometimes it's really big things and sometimes it's little. I remember there was a time when I was, uh, uh, delivering pizzas at Domino's. If you remember those stories of Domino's. You can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we talked it. about it. That was back when they used to wear the uniforms. Yeah. Well, they don't wear uniforms anymore. I don't think, I don't think so. Really? Oh, well, I, I had a little, little pot, uh, polyester Izod looking. Yep. And a hat. Uniform and a little little hat. Anyway, and I, and I would always drive around delivering pizzas, and I'd have my praise and worship music on, and I just remember driving around and just go, "Oh Lord, I just want to hear from you." You know, I just want to hear from you. And then I just listened, and he said, "Slow down." And I was like, "What? <laughs> That's a weird thing to say." What are you talking about? Just slow down. My seeking your face slow down what do you mean and so i said well maybe it means the so i just kind of slowed down for a little bit and after i crested over the hill there was a policeman right there <laughs> i was like oh i was speeding i didn't even notice she had the jesus radar detector i did i did and you know i'm not saying that god's gonna get you out of all your tickets please don't oh, but he there. had i'll say that i've had similar situations <laughs> Usually it involves uh, somebody else who's driving really slower than me and I'm getting agitated. <laughs> and then around the corner will be a police officer like, oh, well, thank you, you use the little old lady to slow me down. I can get a ticket. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that, but and sometimes it's something really big. Yeah. Like, you know, there. Um, now I'm not, am I saying that God cares which foot you step off an elevator 
Most of the time, absolutely not. Or what clothes you wear? What clothes you wear. Really? But there have been times. There was, I can only think of one time in my entire life that I, I, that I could think of that God did care what shirt I was wearing. Mm. And he, he told me what shirt to wear. And it actually led to some ministry going on to, because of that specific shirt. Mm. But it usually doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going <laughs> to so tell be, you. So be led in your, in yes, your wardrobe. And you're listening. Yes. Only what... <laughs> <laughs> we're devolving <Yeah>. here. <laughs> but what, what what we're saying is that God does have a voice. And and when you need to know specifics, he will tell you because he loves you and you can trust him. Now, that does not mean that every voice that you hear is the Holy Spirit. I hear much more from other voices in my life than the Holy Spirit. And I've had to learn discernment. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in our next podcast. Mm. So please don't miss that. Moving on. Um... So at John 14, 26, Jesus said, but the helper of the Holy Spirit whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So sometimes what we're hearing is the word of God. Like we talked about, he'll bring up a scripture to you. Have you ever had that situation where you're ministering to someone and then just scriptures just oh, come? Oh man. You're just like, man, I don't remember. I know. And this, I'm always but... kicking myself. Man, that was really good. I should have recorded that. <laughs> It's how I, don't, I can't tell you how many dozens of times that's happened. But like, like word for word, the scriptures will come to your oh, mind. Oh yeah, yeah. And you'll just rattle off like five scriptures. And, and, I, and there are some of them like I know I didn't memorize that one. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's but, but I've read the Holy it. Spirit. But I had read yeah, it. But yeah. the Holy Spirit was bringing it to to yeah. my remembrance. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's amazing. I yeah. mean, and that's that's another that's another inward voice, you know, as the yeah. Holy Spirit's using you to speak. So, so we talked about how the Holy Spirit brings up these scriptures to our mind. And what is so really cool about what the Holy Spirit does is not only does he bring these scriptures up, he actually shines his light of understanding on the scripture. Oh, yeah, he'll, re- he'll to help reveal us what it means. understand what it means. Mm, and absolutely. that is just so cool. I mean, if you've ever, if you remember back before you became saved, which may have been like 10 minutes ago, you know, yeah. hallelujah. Um, but when you read the Bible, a lot of times it, it was, just didn't make it sense. Was just flat. It was just like, uh, mm, yeah. what is this about? It's just a bunch of, I don't even understand. It didn't mean anything. It, it just didn't make sense. It was yeah. like a foreign language or something. And then when you had the, the Holy Spirit come in after you received Christ, all of a sudden you read John three sixteen. you know, and you've heard about that your whole life. You've even probably memorized it. And then you're like, oh my word, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I understand. The light bulb and goes on. That's part of the, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and illuminating the word of God, yeah. you know, and there's a great picture of it in the temple. Um, there was the, the lampstand that, that shone on the bread, which was the word of God and the spirit of God working yeah. together. But there's just a whole, the whole thing. If you have a chance to study the temple, it's pretty, pretty epic. But God will use his, the, the, the Holy Spirit will come and he will, he'll, he'll expose to you some deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. Probably most of the time it's for the moment of the need. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting is that he will, He'll, he can he can reapproach the same scripture over and oh, over yeah. and over and 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 reveal something very deep uh-huh. it, it, de- depending on where you're at what where, well, you know where you're at in life who's around you what need you're going through this the ability to do it that's why the word is so important so important for us to be reading and, and taking time in our days to make room for it absolutely yeah
right, so what are some of the hindrances to being led by the Holy Spirit? You know, is, is there such a thing? I mean, we've, we, we, we've talked about that, that, you know, God's giving you this Holy Spirit and you can't lose it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But is there anything that we can do that would hinder it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the father talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit, you know, not, not to grieve the Holy Spirit, um, that he's given to us. Um, and we do that, uh, by, intercepting what he's trying to tell us and redirecting it to our own will. Yeah. You know what, when we start putting what we want and what our mind thinks would be the right thing to do instead of submitting to what he's clearly told us in his word and in his spirit, that grieves the Holy spirit. And, and after a while you're going to find out he's not going to keep struggling with you over these same issues. And and this is a word of warning. He'll let you do it. This is a word of warning. Um, in Psalms, it says, I will not strive with man forever. So there are some issues in our lives where if we continue to resist what he wants to do in your life and you continue to want your own way, he'll let you go your own way. And you may end up just like the prodigal son that went off on his own and did his own thing and ended up, you know, na- naked and eating and wishing for the pea pods that he was feeding the pigs, Yeah. you know, and then he finally came to himself and repented. God's not going to change his mind on what he wants you to do and who he wants you to be. He will let you come to the end of yourself and then repent and then come back to him. So that's usually what we're doing is we're talking about submission, Mm -hmm. right? We're talking about when we want what we want more than we want what he wants. Yeah. You know, and submitting to God is a, I mean, James 4, 7, there's a great scripture called James 4, 7, which uh, if, again, if you read powerful, please, (laughs) we use quite a bit, but it's really, there's the first part of it says that therefore submit yourselves to God, right? And later James goes on and teaches you how to resist the enemy, but you have to first submit Mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. And if you really want God's power in your life, if you really want to know God's will in your life, if you want to have deep, close fellowship with the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about, you must absolutely be submitted to God. Mm-hmm. And and that looks pretty simple. It's just a, well, you know, you've, you've heard the term Jesus is Lord, right? Well, what that means is that he's in charge of everything. He gets to choose. Yeah. He, you he's live. your boss. He gets he's to your boss. What your job he's is. in charge of everything. He's in charge of your finances. He's in charge of uh, of what you do with with your with uh, your resources, where you live, what job you work at, all those things. Like if he comes along and says, "I want you to do this. I want you to stop this and do this." If you do that, then you're submitted. You know, and these are things that for some people are quite difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's a lack of trust. You know, maybe mm-hmm. where we're de- we're we're revealing some deeper issues where trust and and being able to submit to uh, somebody you've never met is or quite difficult. Anyway. Or seeing, yes, you know, and so uh, you know, it it there are times where like if you're really struggling to submit to God on something, you probably should camp out there for a little bit and figure out why. Yeah, and also I would add to that if you're having trouble hearing God on an on a subject, a yeah. lot of times God will wait until you don't have a, a dog in the hunt. Yeah. You know, and and I've had to do that numerous times. Where I'm like, Lord, I just don't know whether I should do this or do that, and I finally have to just completely just let it go. Mm, and, you just don't and have be an opinion. Willing to yeah. do either one mm-hmm. and be satisfied with and make my mind and my heart be satisfied with whatever answer He tells me, and then He'll tell me. But until that point, He's not going to arm wrestle with you for no. your life because no. He knows what 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 you'll do because He's been around people for a long time. Yeah, but but once we have 
gotten to that place, that really precious place where we submit to God, where we just give up and we say, God, your will be done. Yeah. Right. You're, I, 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 and Paul talked about that. I may decrease so that he may increase that, that, that place where you're just saying I'm giving up. Right. That's when God can really show up. Right. And Ephesians two ten says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I really love that scripture because it just shows you the intent of the father mm-hmm. and that he wants to work in our lives and he has good things for us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, but we have to, we have to allow it, you know, that you always heard that, that, uh, God is the potter and we're the clay. The clay must stay on the table <laughs> yeah, or else God that. can't make it into something beautiful. Yeah. What's that script? scripture talks about that we are living sacrifice, yeah. but there's the problem with the living sacrifices that keep trying to crawl off the altar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting off the operating table, yep, right? Exactly. And there are lots of times. That's a whole nother ball of wax. There's plenty of times where you feel like you're on the operating oh, table, where word. God's pulling something out of you, some <laughs> something He wants you to be free of, and oh, you just have word. to go I through know. it. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. We should put that one on the list. In fact, I I need to hear that one myself. I'm sure. <laughs> oh goodness! Another thing that there are a few things that can hinder our ability to effectively hear the Spirit of God as he is speaking to us constantly. One of them was, like we said, our own will interjecting. One of the, another one is stubborn sin that can deaden our senses to his voice and his guidance. Uh, Hebrews 3, 12 to 13 says, uh, take care, brethren, that there not be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it's still called today, which is every day we go through, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So sin can deceive you and keep you from the fullness of God's plan for your life because you're not willing to repent of it, which is goes, it goes back again to that submission, I think. Yeah. So I, I think we're just trying to drive home the idea that your will, because you have a free will, you can resist and you can make it harder to hear the Lord if you're not going to be submitted to him. Yeah. And, and, and that means repenting of, of things, saying no to things, getting rid of things. Sometimes you have to throw things in the trash. Sometimes you have to get rid of things completely yeah. in order to uh, be able to walk out that obedience. And God's looking for a willing heart to mm-hmm. do that. And he will reward you for that behavior. He really will. Yeah. What Anything that God is asking you to give up right now holds no candle to what God wants for yeah. you. But he can't give you what he wants for you until you let go of the things that he asks you to. Yeah. And and he's very specific about it. He's not just trying to poo-poo on your cereal. He's yep. he's trying to actually uh, he loves you. about he loves surgically you. Yeah. removing some things that are hindering you from walking in the fullness and receiving what yeah. all he wants for you. Yeah. And then the, the last thing we wanted to kind of talk about, and this is a big one, uh, what can, can hinder you from being able to hear the Holy Spirit is strife. You know, years ago, we learned about strife from a Joyce Meyer book called Life Without Strife. And I highly recommend it if you can find them. Maybe. Probably only going to find them on eBay, but uh, you can get them. I highly recommend that that book. It changed our life forever. But the spirit of strife, which is which is a demonic influence, uh, you know, that can come along and really mess with you. But uh, it's it, that basically that angry undercurrent, you know, that icky kind of feeling. Uh, and uh, we talk a lot about it in, in our book, Powerful Peace. But it can absolutely... Uh, kind of turn off the spigot or your ability to to hear and follow the Holy Spirit, because it is a it is a spiritual, a mm-hmm. deep spiritual thing, 
Uh, James 3, 16 through 18 says, For where there are envy and self-seeking, uh, strife, confusion, and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So if you, you recognize in that scripture, a lot of things we've already been talking about so far. And so strife comes along and really makes it very difficult. And uh, in order to um, in order to get out of strife, there is a, a process. I, I recommend you go read James 4, 7. It, it leads you through it. But strife absolutely creates. Um, it, it's like when, when strife uh, enters into a, a scenario with, a, with either yourself or a relationship, it's like a bomb went off. You know, it really is. It's like it's like it's like an emotional bomb that goes off and you can't think straight. You can't you can't reason your 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 emotions are tweaked to 10 and and you you can't you really everything just becomes very very difficult uh and the number one red flag that you'll always know that you can tell if you're in strife is that it, it, you'll be very very influenced to sever a relationship and that is the number one red flag that i have just seen happen again and again and again you'll you'll end up having some kind of attitude where like i'm done i'm never talking to this person again and the knowing that piece of information is very helpful because if you see that behavior, that tendency in you, then you can then you can conclude that you're in strife. The good news is, if you're in strife, you can get out of strife, and that's really helpful to be able to get out of strife. And then suddenly, the, God's peace will come, and then you're able to do whatever He's telling you to do. Well, as we wrap this up, I want to uh, read one more passage here. And uh, all these scriptures and these notes, we're going to be put, we'll put on the show notes so yeah. you can have access to these scriptures and, and even in our order and everything in our, in our um, topics. But I want to read to you Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, because it, it also sums up a lot of what we've been saying. Uh, it says, therefore, putting away lying, each one of you speak truth with his, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. So there he's talking about staying away from the stubborn sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who steal, who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, so that he may have something to give who has need. Let no corrupt uh, word proceed from your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. And how do we do that? Well, we let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil, and speaking, <clears throat> evil speaking, be uh, put away from, from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So what? Because the Holy Spirit operates on the wavelength of peace, uh, and as you prioritize peace in your life, you will be able to discern his will better and better for yourself. Amen. Good. Well, we thank you for, for hanging out with us for a little bit. Again, this was part one of a two-part series where we're going to talk about how you can be led by the Spirit of God. And so please be looking for the next episode. And uh, and also I encourage you to share this with uh, the people around you that God directs you to because, uh, you know, you can be used by the Holy Spirit to help people. And uh, the enemy is never going to ask you to share this with anyone. 
Uh, that's just that's exactly how he doesn't work. So uh, <laughs> you you can guarantee that you can, maybe that might be the first step is learning how to to, to dis- differentiate between what the enemy would tell you to do and what God would tell you to do. But uh, we encourage you to share this with other people. Uh, we also encourage you to to uh, to reach out to us uh, on online and 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 uh, we'll be glad to uh, to in- to uh, interact with you through social media and. Uh, and I know that uh, that Sharon and I, we, we are our hearts are for you, mm-hmm. uh, and we pray for the people who uh, who listen to this broadcast and and who, who read our materials, and uh, we know that uh, we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help. <laughs>